melodies. And that was the very first word of the very first Uncultured Swines podcast recording. Uh, my name is Tyler. My name is Ken. And Patrick's <laughs> over right? there. And we have another person. Another Tyler. That's, not that's the sequel. We'll let you decide which was better. Uh, probably the first. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> One of you guys is a egg salad sandwich, and the other is just a plain piece of bread. I don't know which one of those is the insult. The movie did a lot more damage to your brain than you were leading on. Uh, our movie today is Moulin Rouge. Yes. Under the edge of it's got an exclamation point in it, so that's why I gotta yell it. I don't know if I'm supposed to like tell it with like. Is the exclamation after Moulin or Rouge or both? Well, I don't think it because it just goes over like over both. God, you're. I want to see. You're gonna fit in right with these. <laughs> hey. Albert Einstein. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> I thought we were watching the fucking the side. You know what though? Like if you look at just the cover of it. (laughs) Well, you have a college degree, so I'll let that sink in for you. I just want Uh, that to sink in for my professors. (laughs) Two thousand one Boz Lerman musical drama love story comedy uh, action shooting. Well, it says uh, it took place in nineteen hundred, so it it was filmed in or it came out in two thousand one though. Don't go. They were sitting on it for a while. They were like, <laughs> debatable. <laughs> as everyone knows, this is based on a true story. Um, <laughs> there is a place. No. <laughs> there is a um, a uh, place called the Moulin Rouge, though. I've seen it. it. It's not the original one, though. That one burned down a long time ago. Well, now I like it's like the a Disney tourist attraction. Better. But it's in a really crappy part Moulin. of Paris. Uh, <laughs> Actually, Montmartre's really cool, but the part where you go to look at the Moulin Rouge is really sketchy and full of, like, clubs and not Well, probably. <laughs> I like Paris, though. I don't want to shit-talk it. It's just it's kind of scary, that part. <laughs> yeah. I was going to get mugged. Ah. I'm in a dude from Mars. Yeah. Um, oui, oui. I'm going to read the back of the DVD to get the plot <laughs> of the movie. Uh, but uh, it's kind of vague. Uh, before I do that, though, uh, how much did we hate this one? Oh boy! <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> <You're a> guest. <laughs> that means your opinion outweighs. Does it really? It was the worst one that I've seen yet. Yeah, like movie that I've ever seen. No, no. Okay. Of the, but this is the first one. Out of the list of stuff we're going to watch, <laughs> or the list of things you're going to listen to. Maybe that's how we should approach that joke. That's not really a joke. It's just confusing us for the sake of nothing. <laughs> Vegas look on his face. Surprise, surprise! I'm not a huge fan of this movie either. Thank the Lord. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're here. I'm the only person here who enjoyed it. I don't want to say I hated it, but like, I do. I'm definitely not a huge fan of it. It's okay. To be fair, I really, uh, I really like the movie Across the Universe. Yeah. And uh, Julie Taymor films, uh, like a lot of hers are musicals or like full of anachronisms, and this kind of felt like that. Right. Uh, I mean, I definitely full... <laughs> see where Boz Lerman was going with it. Yeah, um, it's basically like a Bollywood movie, like 
everything thrown at the screen. Man, <laughs> there's a lot of just uncomfortable close-ups, and they're just throwing it's everything a, they can at It's you. a tone that can't be described of, one minute it's like a goddamn cartoon, and the other uh, there's people dying in the streets. Yeah, like... Uh, people were getting, like, music stingers, like... <laughs> Like, <laughs> I assume you laughed when he like does a, he was like doing turns and stuff. He goes, yes, yes, we did. All the whooshes. <laughs> yes, we did. I really loved all the whooshes. <laughs> all the uncomfortable, just like they're throwing the camera right into someone's face. I don't know face. if you guys have seen any other Bond. I'm sure, Tyler Boydston. We'll call it. Well, I'll be Tally. I'll be Boydston just for the sake. Of just for this one. Uh, <laughs> Anytime uh, I'm here. He's probably seen some other Boz Lerman's movies, but uh, yeah, he's very. I think I've seen two of them. Like Great Gatsby. Uh, Romeo plus Juliet. Oh yeah, in Australia. Yeah, you've not seen Great Gatsby? So no, I've seen, I, I've seen. So I've seen three. I forgot about Australia. Strictly Ballroom, which I haven't seen. Um, I think that's his nope. first movie. <laughs> he's a theater seen. director. I used like Julie Taymor. Yeah, that's. Um, they they have very similar styles. Right. You can see, you can tell they start they started from the stage. So, just a little sneak peek. Why did you hate this movie so much? Can, Sucked. And, okay. Well, expand on that. Because that's not satisfactory. Well, first off, I just want to say, uh, I've talked to you guys not in a podcast about, <laughs> like, with black and white movies and stuff. It's not so much, I haven't seen a lot of them, not so much because I don't go out of my, it's just, it's just like, it's not that I don't like them, I just don't go out of my way to watch them. Kind of same thing with foreign films. Mm-hmm. I go out of my way to not watch musicals. <laughs> So I was starting in a bad spot. <laughs> do you like pop star? I do. <laughs> I I, uh, like <laughs> I really like musicals. Um, depending on what they are, <laughs> there are a lot of really bad musicals out there. Yeah, I have a soft spot for musicals as well. Um, I do for like the, it's always sunny in Philadelphia musical. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> dun, dun. Getting a lot of laughs. Let me read the back of this. It's really vague. Uh, That's appropriate. Venture behind the red velvet curtain and witness a spectacle beyond the imagination. Enter a fantastic world where nothing is forbidden and everything is possible. The world of the Moulin Rouge. Say it excited because there's an exclamation mark. That was pretty exciting. Well, I'm really, I'm really, I was really, I was really inspired by the Duke, who I feel like gives the most insane performance I've ever seen in a, in a like a major release. He uh, he reminded me kind of of a That's mix insane. of David Spade meets The Hunter from Jumanji. Richard Roxburgh. <laughs> Richard Roxborough. He was uh, he's also in Van Helsing, which he looks is almost unrecognizable in this movie from Van Helsing. It's a mustache. Who was he in? He was Dracula in Van Helsing. You know what? That makes sense. <laughs> I think he only has cartoony, though, because he's also insane in that movie. Yeah. It's that been was... years since I've seen that, but he's, that's... He's yeah. also the bad guy in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Which oh, I my like. God. I fucking despise that movie. Um, why did you just take the book light? I don't know. Well, make sure you don't leave with it. <laughs> um, so do we want to... Get into the movie, or do you want to? You want to? You want a fun fact to to uh, to get things started? Yeah, it might as well. <laughs> All right. Um, you guys may have noticed that this movie makes use of some contemporary music, <laughs> just a little bit. I, I didn't catch on. <laughs> not, not for the. I was good. lost. <laughs> okay. I thought it was all original well, pieces. There's a whole gosh dang reason behind that. <laughs> wow. Tell us. <laughs> you know what? I think I will. <laughs> uh, 
On the DVD, Boz Lerman, the director, writes, The whole stylistic premise has been to decode what the Moulin Rouge was to the audiences of 1899 and express that same thrill and excitement in a way to which contemporary moviegoers can relate. Why is he aiming for 1899 when this is 1900? Well, no, it started at the beginning of the movie. It's the summer. Did you oh, even pay? Were you even paying? <laughs> we invite you to be on our stupid fucking podcast. You can't even pay attention to the fucking movie. I forgot. <laughs> With that in mind, the film takes well-known popular music, mostly drawn from the MTV generation, and anachronizes it into a tale set in a turn-of-the-century Paris cabaret. Um... The movie also features editing that several critics compared to a music video. <laughs> I wonder uh, why. Involving swirling camera motion, loud music, dancing, and frenetic cutting. Um, and whooshes. Yeah. So <laughs> it's basically whooshes. the exact same reason uh, he used contemporary music in uh, Great Gatsby because he wanted like that's the the music that they would be listening to now, essentially, uh, for that to draw that comparison. Like, why'd you set it back then? <laughs> Because he wants to fucking make extra money on the soundtrack dollars. It's like whenever he made Romeo and Juliet and took place now, but they were talking. (laughs) Here's like one that like blew my mind. The film uses so much popular music that it took him almost two years to secure all the rights to the songs. That's so much Waste of man. (laughs) Waste of time. I don't know, I mean, like, out of all the movies that we've watched, even though this is the first one, technically, uh, I would say this is one that I assume most people have seen. At least I hadn't seen it. Well, I had never seen it. <laughs> oh wow! Well, Poison, you get a pass. But these two, these two hadn't seen it. Uh-uh. Who could have fucking foreseen that? They haven't seen any of the movies we've watched so far. Uh uh-uh. uh This movie work. has like uh, several Academy Award nominations, which is also insane. Bizarre. Uh, yeah, it's. Probably... I, think are, I think there are a lot of technical. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> technical. Enough. I could really understand. Uh, Nicole Kidman was nominated for Best Actress. Okay, I don't understand. That. <laughs> she was also nominated for Best Picture. Um, what about Obi? Okay, what about Obi Wan? Uh, that's Ewan McGregor. Uh, yeah. I don't believe he was nominated for Should it. Let me see what it's... Uh, best Actress, Best Film Editing. No. <laughs> best Cinematography, that's fine. Best, best costume, costume Design makes sense. It won for that. And Best Art Direction. And Best Makeup, Best Sound. And Best... Almost makes sense. Except for the first. <laughs> except for Best Picture. And, and Best, best Editing. Best Editing makes... Ugh. That's the least <laughs> sense to me. This it's movie's like, like a fucking the... spaz attack. <laughs> It kind of feels like they handed me all of the <laughs> stuff and just said, go to town. You Are you sure? Work, when someone, we believe if it. If someone were to tell me, you know, this guy used to direct music videos. Oh, really? <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed. But I'll give us a taste of that one so you get to the part in the movie where it's immediately like, if you're tired, this is the worst movie to watch. <laughs> yep. We begin in the year 1900. I thought it was... No. It no, starts in, in the year 1900. 1900. Because we have a I young, made that mistake. We have a young <laughs> British writer named Obi Wan Kenobi, baby. Christian, yes, played by Obi Wan. Obi Wan Kenobi. Kenobi. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. And he's really bummed out. And he's, yeah, he's, he's got actually. Depression. Guys, like, did you did you find it cool with the opening with the traditional Fox logo being a little conductor guy? Yeah, that I thought. I, like <laughs> I always like when they do. Unique things with logos like that. So uh-huh. that I found was, it to be pretty hilarious. And then it goes into the Fox theme. I really liked that they opened and closed with that because I thought that was a nice little. I think because he did that. Does he open um, Romeo and Juliet like it's a play as well? Or, um, I don't remember. It's been a while. It's been a little bit since I've seen that one. I don't believe so, but I could be wrong. But I, I, oh, I 
I think I remember how they opened it. It wasn't like a blend, yeah, but uh, was... Johnny Legs, also uh, John Leguizamo, uh, he's uh, <laughs> singing um, that David Bowie song. He's uh, he's a dwarf Nature in this Boy. film, right? Yeah, uh, he plays Toulouse Le Trip. Toulouse Le Trip, who was an actual French artist. It... And I don't know why they cast a regular sized person to play a <laughs> I... dwarf, <laughs> but it was very distracting. <laughs> it was, especially whenever he's like just maybe a foot shorter at the most than most people. Uh, yeah, we have Christian who's really sad because his. Do, do we, right off the top, do we learn that his. Uh, Pretty quickly, he's like, she's, she's dead. dead. <laughs> she's dead or something really bad happened. No, he says she's dead. Does he say yeah. she's dead? Okay. Uh, I just remember he was depressed. And he was, like, typing away and just kind of like, oh, I'm boozing it up. Even though this isn't, like, technically based on anything, there it does, like, pull plot elements from a lot of different sources, like um, La Boheme, which is, well, and also Rent is based on. Which is really sad. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's yeah. dying from disease. I don't want to go into all these because it's a lot of French titles, and my French <laughs> is not up to speed. Nope. I assume your guys isn't either. Nope. Uh, uh, not an Adamale du Fromage. We also have the plot line from Orpheus in the Underworld, uh, which involves a writer who travels to the underworld of the Moulin Rouge Whoa. to find his love and tries to take her back his to the His dad was world. funny. I liked his dad. Who, Christians? Yeah. Why? He was funny. Just... How was he funny, though? There was, a, there was a song that was cut with him. <laughs> Does that make him less or more funny? Uh, more, I think. It was, I believe, Father and Son by uh, Cat Stevens, which they used to good effect in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yes. Uh, not sure how it would fit in this. <laughs> yeah, Cat, I don't. Cat Stevenson's, they asked him if they could use it, and he said, nope. Because <laughs> he didn't like all the sex that they were portraying in this movie. This PG-13 movie for only sexual content is the reason that it's it, so... Well, when your main character, one of your main characters is a prostitute. She's a courtesan? Uh... That said, I, I know they said that, <laughs> but still. What a dirty time in history this movie was racist. <laughs> um, he's, yeah, so yeah, he's singing about how his lady is dead. And we flash back to the summer a year before. Yeah. 1899. Summer of love. Yeah. So I think they called that. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I'm not 100%. He's like a writer. He's, his, his dad doesn't want him to be a writer. His Jack beard was funny, and he kept on yelling. Mm-hmm. And he moves to Paris to write the great novel. Or he wants to be at like the pulse of the Bohemian movement, essentially. Okay. So he soon discovers <coughs> his neighbors are a bunch of assholes that like to make mm-hmm. a lot of noise. Because <laughs> 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 of a sleep, uh, narcoleptic Argentinian. I, I so definitely by this point I knew I wasn't going to enjoy the movie, but I think when we got introduced to like the cast of the upstairs apartment, that was kind of was like, yeah, I'm going to hate lots of hard close-ups. I really liked that one of them was dressed as the fourth Doctor from Doctor Who yeah. for quite a bit of this film. Yeah, I and I wondered if what was that intentional Believe. because I just. I assumed, but I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't of, know if this movie was intentional. They're quite not. literally throwing everything at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they recruit him to, I guess, help with their shitty play or whatever. <laughs> they're spectacular, spectacular. Yeah. And he inadvertently creates uh, The Hills Have Eyes with the sound of music. 
Because, yeah, they, they wanted... Yeah, because the guy was asleep and unconscious. They needed someone to stand in for him. And then yeah. he's like, by the way, I'm a writer. And, well, they couldn't think of The Hills Are Alive with... Um, with song, no. <laughs> sound of music? <laughs> what is Okay, uh, so I liked this movie, but I will say that scene right there, the uh, Sound of Music bit, mm-hmm. I was not a fan of. <laughs> there are moments in this movie where I just said, uh, I don't to, know. It's to, it's to prove that Christian is ahead of his time, you guys. That's literally Whoa. what it says in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, since Wikipedia says it, then... Well, it's from Boz Lerman. Well, since well, Boz Lerman says it... <laughs> Uh, yeah, we mentioned that John Leguizamo, who is an average-sized man, uh, plays a dwarf. It's like tiptoes all over him. Um, there were a really of comes of it, I don't think. Some shots are of a stand-in, who was of the correct height. While others, <laughs> while others him? he walked on his knees in a special leg braces uh. and wearing blue socks so that his lower legs could be digitally removed later. Um, Leguizamo did the entire climactic scene from a squatting position to give him greater mobility in his role. Consequently, he had to endure several weeks of physical therapy after. (laughs) (laughs) Again, too much effort. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, they all immediately click and they decide to drink some absinthe. And and Kylie Minogue shows up Mm -hmm. as a fairy. Yep, fairy. How much much did this part annoy you? (laughs) I I had accepted like. (laughs) I don't, like I said, whenever the cast was introduced, I was like, ah, I see. This is so, annoying. So whenever the fairy showed up, I was just like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> this is about what, uh, what I was expecting. Uh, originally, that was going to be Ozzy Osbourne. That would have been way cooler. Um, Ozzy but, Osbourne is friended in the movie, he, by the uh, way. Because they, when she starts evil laughing, that's still Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, because I, I saw that he was credited as Green Fairy, and I went... No. <laughs> no. I would like to disagree. I, I, I don't believe that. Did Ozzy Osbourne go through a hot Australian woman phase in 2001? Uh, not that I know of, but I also could be wrong. Right. Um, but yeah, they drink absinthe and they start singing The Hills Have Eyes and with music. And I think there's another song in there, but I didn't. You keep saying The Hills Have Eyes, which is a very. Sorry, The Hills Are Alive. It's a very different song that they are singing. Uh, they're. <laughs> Trying to sell their musical to uh, Harold Zidler of the Rouge. Mm-hmm. And um, he has a group of dancers called the Diamond Dogs, who. Diamond Dog Dancers, which is a David Bowie reference. There's a lot of David Bowie in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which, you know, I'm fine with because David Bowie's amazing. Um, Kimber, Ken, remember? Labyrinth, The Bulge. <laughs> magic <laughs> oh. Dance. <laughs> think it's Magic Dance. Patrick, you have said nothing. How are you feeling right now? You just sit over there. What? I think he's just taking movie. it all in. <laughs> um, we're about to get to our first clip where um, I feel like this scene really accentuates how um, insane and nightmarish this movie gets. Uh, <laughs> it's right when they first go to the Moulin Rouge. And, um, you know, and you're assaulted. <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> actually assaulted from every single angle except maybe smell. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to play the whole clip, but uh, let's... Listen, let's buckle up. So many cuts. (laughs) (laughs) They're just shots shots of dancers reacting at points. (laughs) 
this would be really funny to watch, like, with it muted, just because it would just be cuts of people like, ah! <laughs> Play Dark Sun as Moon over it. Let's see, we have the famous Moulin Rouge song. <laughs> God. So many extras. <laughs> Again, just too much effort, like... Well, I appreciate the effort. Oh, here comes uh, some freaking <laughs> Nirvana. <laughs> when in doubt, just use Nirvana. And uh, this is straight from the movie, no, like... So many duck angles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't... <laughs> so insane. I feel like my brain, like, shut off while I was watching this scene. <laughs> There's so many songs different songs overlapping. Over. There's a boxer that's a mermaid. He's <laughs> <laughs> flying. Tarzan noises. Jesus. Alright, that's that. Okay. Can I go ahead and say something about Zidler since we're at the point where he is introduced? Zidler played by Jim Broadbent. Yes. Um, so. Uh, he looks kind of horrifying with that <laughs> giant mustache. Yeah. I really like Jim Broadbent, don't get me wrong, but he, uh, no, doesn't. whenever he first popped up, at first I was trying to figure out who that was. I thought, uh-huh. is this, is that Jim Broadbent? But there were so many cuts that I was <laughs> like, I can't, I can't tell, please calm down. He's also in a fat suit, um, which took him two hours to get into, according to this. Oh. Two hours, that's like a long time. That's what I'm saying, so much of this movie, I'm just like, don't try so hard. There was guys. a lot of effort for <laughs> yeah, you gotta, I prefer it to a lazy, bad movie. I like it. That's why I bought this movie, because it's just like so insane. <laughs> um, it's like uh, if you made an entire movie off the uh, for the benefit of Mr. Kite scene. Basically. From across the universe. Right. Um, so there, the, our gang, Scooby gang, arrives at the Moulin Rouge, which is a nightmare village. <laughs> uh, they, um, Toulouse sets up a meeting between uh, Satine, played by Nicole Kidman, and... <laughs> yeah, why did... Somehow they were going to sell the... All right, I want you guys to elaborate for what the... This, this is the crux of the beginning of the movie of, like, we have the Duke and we have... Uh, uh, Christian and there's a there's a classic old switcheroo or a miscommunication if you will yeah so was she supposed to meet the Duke she was so <laughs> she was supposed to meet the- Zidler and Satine had planned on meeting with the Duke the Duke is the they want the Duke to be a benefactor he's going to be an investor with them yeah. so that the they can, club wouldn't close down or no, they did they already to, they have the plan for the theater the they wanted to yeah. make a, they wanted to go legitimate instead of like a nightclub yeah essentially. yeah um, so they wanted him to... But it seems like, you know, you have all the means to do that anyway. I know, you, yeah. Because, like, like, people are costumes. coming in and, like... <laughs> you, you have money, like... <laughs> where were you performing all of this I mean, inside I mean, the club? Now you've seen the whole movie, you see the level of production that they eventually get to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't free. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, sorry, you guys, go ahead. Um, um, so they were going to set up a meeting with the Duke and Satine. Uh-huh. Yes. And as long as that went well, he was going to become an investor. Uh-huh. And then for some reason... Well, she's up there. She appears like sparkling diamond. And Diamonds she's like doing a performance yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And her and Zidler 
while she's changing, they like meet up to like set up the plan. Well, no, so I didn't understand. I, I can't figure out why. I don't get why the opening to this movie is really complicated when the rest of the movie is just like, let's put on a play. I love you. Oh my God. I think it's complicated. It's just kind of hard to explain because it's very visual as to what happens. Well, well they were going to sell the musical to Ziddler. But there's so much going on in that one scene that you just get lost. So yeah, they're going to like, sell. I was paying attention and I was still just like, I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm having a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to sell the musical to Ziddler. So, we're going to meet with Satine to do that? I was kind of confused why. I don't know why she I don't, I don't understand yeah, how she fit into like, the plan. Ziddler could have easily met with the Duke and been I mean, like, I guess hey, give us money. <laughs> or, they could have met with Ziddler to talk about the musical I think, instead of her. I think they had dealt with Satine before, though. Well, yeah, because yeah. Satine knew each other. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they were doing it because... Also important to know that they're sitting right in booths right next to each other during yeah. the sequence because that leads to the miscommunication that leads into the next scene. Because uh, uh, they're like, uh, uh, there's so many, there's a whole production going on. Yeah, changing. Yes. changing. Uh, in the so middle of the room. And, yeah. and Satine is like, where's like, the dude? Like, there are a crowd of people around, around them. them. Yeah. <laughs> so that they're changing right then and there. Satine is like, where's the Duke? And Zidler says, it. he's over there. The dwarf is like waving his uh, handkerchief at him. And uh-huh. how did, all right, did someone get caught on fire at this point? To like, no, I think someone spilled a drink on the, on Duke. the Duke. And Toulouse is trying to get it's getting a handkerchief, and he's waving it at Christian because he's trying yeah. to get it from him. Yes, so, and yes. that's exactly when Satine looks over. Yeah. So she thinks that Christian is the Duke. Yes. And then she's like, "Oh, ooh!" And uh, <laughs> she turns away, and then he goes to like uh, Toulouse goes to like clean up the Duke, and then the Duke's scary bodyguards like, "I'll kill you, you motherfucker!" Yeah. He didn't say that, but because uh, he can't. Speak I mean, he, may, <laughs> he can't say that. It's PG thirteen. <laughs> so. And I don't think he has a line either. <laughs> no, they said something about like he. No, he showed him his gun. Yeah, they said something like... Very... He never says anything the whole movie, at least. Very prone to violence. Yeah. Um, The only language he knows. So, yeah. And then... (laughs) He's basically a bond henchman. Now we have the classic... We have the classic switched position. Yep. uh, And uh, she's like, I'm gonna go dance with that guy. And she starts singing Rhythm of the Night. Um, (laughs) Before that, she was, like, singing Diamonds are a Girl's Best Friend. Um... I'd like to listen to this not having seen the movie. <laughs> I think we're doing a very poor job. <laughs> and really just, like, trying because to figure out what this movie what is. What an adequate, or, like, what an accurate description would be just us all screaming at the same time. <laughs> with one of, uh, with one of us with, playing the songs in the with, background. Yeah, different songs going on yes, at the same yeah. time. It, um, so, Someone's uh, playing the Pokemon Christmas album. <laughs> right. So she arranges to meet Christian in the Red Room private room which is in a big old elephant yep uh, yeah which would they actually <laughs> built that too. <laughs> so get, much that <laughs> there's so much effort put into this movie they had to wear harnesses while they were on it <laughs> well no like the stuff they perform in like when they're inside of it that's a set but when they're yeah. like yeah. Out, when they're doing like exterior shots i believe that's an actual elephant yeah. um i mean i, I kind of figured a fun fact oh in the scene where uh no wait that's later. Never mind. Nicole Kidman wears a very, 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 very expensive piece of jewelry in this movie. <laughs> Why? Um, <laughs> it's gotta be fancy. Oh, she also broke her ribs during this movie, too. There's some work in Because <laughs> they, when they were putting a corset on her, they tightened it too tight. 
and some of the scenes she's performing in a wheelchair at points. Huh. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> this movie's dumb. And you and McGregor was going back and forth between this and Attack of the Clones. So yeah. you think you ever got confused? <laughs> <laughs> started singing on the set. Because as we know, this movie is very similar to <laughs> Attack of the Clones because they're both nightmares, <laughs> but in different ways. Very different ways, but at the same time, I wake up in a cold sweat. Like, this one's like just assaulting you the entire time. <laughs> Star Wars is a little bit more subtle with the, like, just horrible acting. Yeah, I think I definitely hate Attack of the Clones more than I hate this movie. What? I don't really hate this movie. You are insane. Yeah, <laughs> no, I have to agree. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Attack of the Clones is by far the worst Star Wars movie. Maybe one of the worst science fiction movies I've ever seen. I like it. I don't... <laughs> fine, that's fine. You're allowed to have your goddamn opinion. <laughs> I just... I hate Episode 2 so much. <laughs> It's so bad. Which is sad because Ewan McGregor is a really good Obi Wan. It would probably yeah. be better. It's mainly the love stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's what that's what sinks it. Um, anyway, uh, we'll have a whole Off topic. We'll have a whole debate about the tactics. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's all this movie's fault. <laughs> I, I I really I want to be there for whenever we discuss F, like the prequel trilogy. Please let me know, be those there. are those are super highbrow movies. <laughs> so much going on. So many things. Did you know that the Dukes? original placeholder name in the script was Count Von Groovy. <laughs> I'm I'm not even upset. Really. Uh, um, before we also keep going, do you want to know some of the people that were almost cast in this movie? Uh, might as well. Catherine's no, look at this. I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it so I know what, how to react to I'm the keeper of the facts. We have Catherine Zeta-Jones as Satine. Um, she went on to be in Chicago. Uh, Ledger and as Christian, I don't feel like he would have been a very good fit. No, uh, Hugh Jackman probably would have been fine. Jake Gyllenhaal, he's just. This was the point where Jake Gyllenhaal was just considered for everything. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, hey, we all that Donnie Darko. Kid. We have so many good-looking white kids. <laughs> we'll just go with one of them. Uh, other teams, Kate Winslet, probably not a good fit. Hilary Swank, Renee Zellweger, Drew Barrymore, Courtney Love. <laughs> Oh my, I want to see that movie. She helped them get Smells Like Teen Spirit for the 30 seconds that they used it. Because they don't really, I guess at that point they weren't really using a whole lot of Nirvana. Alison Brie. She was not an actress at that point. So I don't know why you said that. (laughs) You moron. He was just trying to add add some fun alternative facts. It's called mine. Dana Vito. Danny DeVito could have been Ziggler. <laughs> I would have been fine with that. <laughs> I would be surprised if he wasn't in the running for it. <laughs> um, he's probably he's played a circus uh, ringmaster before. Uh, I mean, he played with Ewan McGregor like as a circus ring leader a year later, I think. Two years later. Two years later. Okay, so yeah, now we have Nicole Kidman acting all sexy and making sexy noises in the red room. Yeah. And they have a lot of she's sexy getting noises. turned on by those words. I mean, she's playing it up, but she's not yeah. actually getting turned on until he sings an Elton John song. <laughs> that uh, uh, I don't have the clip for it, but uh, sing it, Ken. I don't remember. Uh, do it. Gift is do it. Song. Something you inside. Can tell everybody. <laughs> this is your song. You. Oh, Patrick's <laughs> Elton John. Um, so we have uh, did she, when did she find out he's a writer 
An uh, ugly old disgusting writer. It is weird. No yeah, somewhere? I think so. That's what he tells her. Well, the Duke shows up, he interrupts him. She finally understands, like, oh, you meant actual poetry, not... Yeah, like, <laughs> no, yeah. Because were... <laughs> he has to hide. You're disgusting. <laughs> Which that part was kind of funny, where he's hiding directly behind like, right her. right behind and, her, yeah. and somehow... And the Duke's peripheral vision is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> he's hiding right behind, like, tiny Nicole Kidman's legs. Yeah. Like, don't look at me. And she... Oh, stop that. ...saying, oh, you're so hot. Get the... Get out. Get out. You get out. <laughs> he should have just... Uh, he should have left is what he should have done. But He tried to do the yard was outside. No, he had like a clear opportunity at more than one point. Yeah. It seemed like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's in love with her like immediately. Um, which, uh, at one point she's like singing to him mm-hmm. like through the Duke basically. Yeah. yeah. She sends the... How does she get the Duke to go away? Uh, she can't handle his penis or something. She says something like... No, we need to save this for opening night. Make yeah. it special. Right. Oh yes. I didn't think I didn't I think that was kind of funny. She said Sorry, I was doing Palpatine. <laughs> I'm still thinking about Star Wars over here. <laughs> that was not Palpatine. Do it. <laughs> but yeah, she's like, right, we should wait until the opening night. And I just thought that was kind of funny because he wasn't like I, I I didn't say anything. <laughs> yes. What do you mean? Yeah. Exactly. The idea I just had. His character's really inconsistent in that he seems sort of like just a hapless dope some of the time. Like, oh, I kind of feel bad for this guy. And then he's just straight up evil later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think yeah. they just kind of had to make him straight up evil later on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be like, these main characters are assholes. Right. Um, so the Duke goes away, then Christian comes out, and he's like, you can't. Do that. This is love, 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 blah, blah, blah. Oh, I was going to tell you guys. How many times did they say love in this movie? The oh, word wow. love and its variations. Wait, Loved, wait, loves, wait, wait, loving, wait, lover, wait, lovers. Let's do a guess, guessing game. Okay, I'm not looking. Uh, I'm yeah. going to say 217 times. That's what the cheater says right before. <laughs> I'm not looking at it right now. I swear. Okay, 300. I was wrong. What's your guess? 300. That's mine. Me too. It is 143. I'm closest! Uh, which also alludes to the phrase I love you because of how many letters per word. I has one letter, love has four letters, and you has three. And they say a lot. They do say God. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's a love story. <laughs> yeah, but that is a lot of times. <laughs> well, it times. is all variations as well. Well, they also, I mean, they, they do the um, uh, Nature Boy, that line from Nature Boy, the... Uh, I can't even remember it. But. <laughs> uh, the best thing is to, uh, best thing to learn is to love or something like that. Right. They say it's that a lot. A lot. They're, well, they're talking, and then the Duke comes back. He's like, "What? What is going on here?" Emergency rehearsal. Yeah, we're doing a rehearsal for uh, spectacular, spectacular. And then I um, forgot all the cast was up on the roof the entire time. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're staring they're at the like window, climbing up their Batman style. It's a real comedy of errors, you guys. Just like a classic <laughs> episode of Cheers. They're all listening, wanting to hear their best buddy who they just met yesterday. Fuck this girl. Yep. And then Zidler is also watching from a telescope. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> and, kind of what we do. And uh, rushes cartoonishly fast over to the elephant. Yeah. And um, they proceed to do this scene. And let's. Uh, go with it. Another assault on your eyes and yeah, ears. This is uh, improv. Um, a spectacular, spectacular. Spectacular, spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> God, there's so many whooshes. You wish that, that made that noise when you moved around. 
Switching around between people over and over. And fire eaters! <laughs> I like this thing personally. It's a little bit more constrained than the last one. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> In case you didn't know, pick the Duke up. <laughs> Alright, that's, that's good. They're all looking at each other. <laughs> that's a good face. I mean, they basically have a stage in this room. Like, why do they need an investor? Fit two hundred people in this room. It's for fun. I love this. It's <laughs> <laughs> so over the top. Patrick looks really bored over there. <laughs> Can't see it. Yeah, I miss much. Yeah, they had it. This was getting really good production. Improvised idea. In a room. <laughs> Where they came up with a puppet. <laughs> and in the end, should someone die? It's a good I'm like. losing next to him for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the Bygars chasing blues around. And, and for yeah. reasons. He's short. <laughs> so that's how they get the investment, essentially. So they commit to this uh, thirty-second idea yes. really quick. I mean, no, he, they kept they, telling they, the truth. Good though, <laughs> and they were like, they were sort of vaguely pitching it beforehand. It wasn't in India though; it was uh, in like the Alps or something. Yeah, which <laughs> that's another like, wait, why did you change that? Like Bollywood. <laughs> I mean, this is basically, a, I'm going to read a Boz Lerman quote because he talks about it. When I was in India researching Midsummer's Night's Dream. Why was he in India researching? Don't. We went to this huge ice cream picture palace to see a Bollywood movie. Sounds terrible. Here, we were with 2,000 Indians watching a film in Hindi, and there was the lowest possible comedy, and then incredible drama and tragedy, and then breakout and songs. And it was a three and a half hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they didn't speak Hindi. <laughs> Jesus. That's kind of like this movie. <laughs> but yeah, I get where he's going. I don't know if you guys have seen any Bollywood movies, but that's... I've seen clips. They are just as insane. <laughs> I, I've seen 
enough to have an idea of what they're like. Yeah. I feel like I need to sit down and watch a whole one. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, like the largest film audience in the world is India. Like, uh, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of musical numbers, so you'll probably be annoyed. They're okay. <laughs> um, over. But whatever. 150 do. at any one time assisted in the construction of the set of this movie, which makes sense, but that is a lot of people. It's a pretty big set, especially the like um, the main performance yeah. area and just the whole climax of the movie. Um, very impressive production design, I find. So, so many extras. I would just, I would like to go ahead and say something now uh, that I probably should have said earlier. Uh, going into this movie, I've never seen a trailer or anything. Here's <laughs> nope. I, <laughs> I really envisioned a completely different movie. Because <laughs> everyone always says, like, well, it gets very sad. So I thought it was going to be a much more somber movie. <laughs> so that opening scene where he's, like, depression beard and uh, talking about his love that died, I was set up for <laughs> something completely different. And then whatever, it went into like an acid fever dream. I, hey, you were wrong. I was like, oh, okay. One shot of absinthe. <laughs> you see things. It's bizarre. I've had absinthe before. I didn't see a green berry. Have you had the legal kind or the like home-brewed stuff? Okay, the legal kind. The legal kind will make you like a little loopy, but it won't like make you hallucinate. I've had the illegal kind, and I was tasting colors, and I apparently talked to a fire hydrant at one point. I don't remember. I it was stupid as fuck for me to take it where I did take it. Was this in America? No, it was not. Where was it? In France. <laughs> Butcher, I gotta wear it a wire, baby. Freeze. <laughs> Oui, oui. <laughs> the play the French, please. <laughs> the musical they Have were a going to perform is a mirror of the situation that Christian and Satine and the Duke find themselves in. They don't try and hide that fact. They don't <laughs> try to... They, they are very upfront they about much, that. They lean into it very quickly. When, uh, when the one lady is just like, oh, and then she gets with the writer at the end. I mean... <laughs> so the Duke decides to back this show on the condition that it can see Satine... And would any of you guys reasonably decide to go into business, willingly go into a business, with a man who not even three seconds before was screaming, I don't like people touching my things! No. no. <laughs> but did we see him do that? Yes. Yeah. That's an actual scene in the movie. He's, he's, ba he's backing me? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Where Ziggler is money, like, baby. You have to give him all the needs. To Ziggler stuff is like, I, oh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Ziggler is like, I understand. <laughs> I get it. And also, they have to sign the deed over to mm -hmm. him, which that seems like a really bad deal on their part. It does. They're that desperate to get this show on the road. Like it feels like they're making enough money right now. It's because... like the classic step up situation where you could just sell some of your shit and you probably be able to. Well, keep going. I mean, wait like a month. Their club was was packed at the beginning yeah. of the movie. That's what I'm like, saying. They are making money. Well, that happens in like, another movie we watched where the club was very fancy. Yeah, Madonna's movie, I think. Swept away. Right, air rights. Air rights. Uh, not some Madonna. That's Cher. No, Cher. That's, That's not a movie we watched for this though. <laughs> no, but they were so burlesque. <laughs> oh, they were also very popular in the club, and then somehow just, was broke. Burlesque is, are, is kind of the same thing. It feels the I same. I feel like this movie is much better than Burlesque. I would watch. <laughs>
<laughs> I can just tell you were remembering what Cher's face looks like. <laughs> I would have to think about it. <laughs> okay. It's like permanently stuck. Basically, they get a, they'll get the chance to do this, and Satine will get the chance to be a real actress. And she a has real sex with Did we learn that she has a consumption at this point, too? Uh, no, we did that earlier because she like she faints out. during the big yeah, these kind of diamonds. Uh, I don't think they brought the doctor until later. I, I don't. I don't think that you necessarily know she has it. Yeah, you know something's it's, wrong. It's but definitely not what. like it's into that. She's really sweaty. This is also a point of time where consumption probably meant instant, like you were gonna die. Well, I everybody's just, consuming things. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Like, he <laughs> added, like, a cricket in there, like, doing, like, a fancy... <laughs> I can't, but I'll probably be too uh, So, Christian goes back Double to the scene and can, tries to convince her that they should be together, and he proceeds to sing just a melody of uh, jukebox songs. <laughs> uh, can you guys remember any of them that were singing? That he was saying to her? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot. There's, at one point, there's we, a lot of money being spent on this. Uh, at one point, scene. Heroes by David Bowie. If I'm remembering the scene. Have all you need is love. Well, yeah, obviously. I was made for loving you, baby. baby kiss, you baby. were made. I really thought uh, All You Need Is Love was going to wind up being the end of the movie because... By the Beatles. Yeah, because it just seemed like they were leading up to that. Uh, and then all of a sudden they had it there and I was like, eh, we <laughs> In the name of love. By you 2 Back when they were good. Um, I wanted some meat. We have Don't Leave Me This Way. <laughs> Baby, don't leave me this way. <laughs> I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> got Silly Love Songs by Paul McCartney. Um, up Where We Belong by Um, and then Heroes by David Bowie we can be heroes I sang it in like a showy way that I didn't really like (laughs) show tunesy way because I really like that song like the regular version of it (laughs) end on I will always love you by Dolly Parton slash Whitney Houston there were a lot of songs in here that like I liked the original versions of the songs (laughs) and then uh, I would hear the movie's version and I was like waiting for them to like really get into <laughs> like the meat of the song and they wouldn't no, and we're done and i would just be like oh okay <laughs> so they That's... decide to have sex through this song yes they're, they're doing it like rabbits and, yeah but under the guise of still like uh working we're working on the script like, that look duke, away <laughs> that, yeah that duke is a real idiot <laughs> Go on a picnic. Oh, you guys are just working on the play. That's like fine. Like, they decide to go on a picnic, and it's like, yeah, let's bring Christian along, too. <laughs> was, there's was that, and then they even had one where, like, Christian showed up, and he was like, hey, Satine, do you want to work on the final scene? They're, like, the, giving each other the eyes. The, the courtesan shows up at the Satira player's house, or if maybe she doesn't, and then she's like, no, I want to work on the dog She house. definitely shows up at... <laughs> His house. The Duke is an idiot. <laughs> the Duke is just like, yeah, okay. Okay. That makes sense. That's the way he's With his stupid dog house. That's where they went and had sex at, right? <laughs> no. Well, isn't that what the name was? The dog house? Do we want to practice that scene where they have sex? The whole time. <laughs> the whole time he. Okay. The Duke, like. The Duke 
act like he knew though. He was like really like he becomes suspicious eventually. <laughs> like he was, once his... somebody like knocks him over the head. With it. <laughs> his acting was like was he was the, suspicious. What was that bitch doing? Like why was she trying to like reveal? I don't know. What was she <laughs> well, she said, I don't I, like I don't this know movie. If, Turn I don't on. know if she was doing it on purpose or if she like. Well, they sort of established that she's kind of jealous. No, she's doing it on purpose. Is the thing. Yeah, like, yeah. She's like it, they. I think they sort of established that she's there's a jealousy no, it made there her of her. Like, <laughs> what? We don't spend enough time what, with that character. What did you just say? It made her wet. Oh, that <laughs> we, sucks. I just. I, I feel like it we don't spend did. enough time with that character though, for her to be the reason why the Duke suddenly knows. Um, you know, just for her to come in and be like, "Hey, by the way, they're boning," yeah. and then just to walk out. Well, he threatens to stop financing, then Ziggler has to sing a whole, like, a virgin. Uh, Which was very no, weird. No, 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 you, you skipped a, a hell of it. They go to, wait, where was that? I don't know what Shaka is. Before they sing, I think it's where well, he goes she, to the Duke, and well, she's, he's like, so I'm going to leave. consumption starts acting up, and he says, like, oh, she's um, she's gone to confession, because um, she can't, she's having sinful thoughts about you. And then they start singing like a virgin, which was apparently Richard Roxborough's favorite thing to film in this movie. Um, I completely forgot that that scene happened uh, when I watched it again. Um, uh, it was very odd. <laughs> it's just the two guys and then a whole bunch of waiters <laughs> singing like a virgin. Uh-huh. And at one point, it looks like the Duke wants to bone Zidler <laughs> because he's now acting like he's a woman. In the original version, um, the Duke seduces Satine and Christian. And gets them hooked on, uh, fuck, I already forgot, absinthe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know where that went, but that was <laughs> the notes that I took. <laughs> um, but yeah, that sort of assuages him for a little bit. Zidler learns that Satine's not going to live very long. Um, and he doesn't tell nobody. Satine says that their relationship is like endangering the show, but he's like, I'm writing a secret law- love song for you, come what may, bitch. And, <laughs> and they sing that song, which appears, you know, later. And um, this is after that. It's the Duke is watching them rehearse, and that dancer bitch. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess she's jealous. I think I'm remembering correctly that she wants Satine's spot, essentially. Yeah. Um, and she, I don't, they don't focus on her enough. For and she points out. Thing. She points out this very, 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 very. I don't know if this was super apparent to you guys yet, but this very intricate little metaphor that Love. the play is a metaphor for Christian, Satine, and the Duke. Where Christian is the sitar player, Satine is the courtesan. And the Duke is the Maharaja. What the fuck? Like, I don't know. Maharaja. Is this like a... Because I know Patrick, he has a little hard time paying attention. He did not know that it was uh, the same baby. In I didn't either, to be fair. Neither of you. Like, <laughs> both of them are really good at paying attention to films. Well, baby. And there will be blood. There's a baby in this no. No. movie, though? No. I'm uh, making a point that you are really bad at paying attention to obvious things. <laughs> you said it was the same mo- baby as in There Will Be Blood. No, I didn't. That's not <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for proving my point more. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then the Duke gets mad and he like, I want to change this ending. I want the courtesan to go with the Maharaja because he has money and security. And, and that's, that's the ending that makes support. sense. That's, that's what love is. <laughs> that's what love is. It's being, having money. <laughs> Wait, are you saying you think that's the ending that makes sense or that's what the Duke says? That's what the Duke says. Okay. <laughs> can it be both? <laughs> be a nice guy because <laughs> he he doesn't seem like an asshole all the time but when he starts screaming i don't like people touching my things and says murder christian if he comes near satine yeah is that not evil tyler is i not said bad? not all the time <laughs> um, 
I made sure to clarify. Gordon Satine is like, I'm going to spend the night with him so we can keep that original ending. And he skipped the one part where he's like, I'm going to leave. And then she was going to go on a date with Christian Obi-Wan at eight. And she, or she had to go to dinner with the Duke at eight. I didn't skip that scene. Yeah, that's where they started doing the singing and all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. We, we didn't bring it up. Yeah, we did. We, we did. She starts having consumption and doesn't show up for either of them. Her consumption starts acting up. Yeah. Yeah. So we did it. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> or unless you have a bunch of material no. ready for that scene or something. <laughs> no. Uh, now we go into uh, my favorite scene in the movie, which I think is actually a pretty good sequence. It's the El Pengo de Roxanne. This was the one that bugged me. <laughs> I just think it's a really cool scene. I don't really because have I really like one way of like if it's a good scene or not. I just think it looks cool. I really like the song Roxanne, yeah. and so I kept waiting for them to like get into like the fast Roxanne. I don't know. I think like they did it. I mean, I thought it was a cool cover. I appreciate the way they did it, but let's, uh, let's play a little bit of it because it's kind of a long scene. Yeah. Christian is getting jealous of the Duke. Even though he's gotten to sleep with Satine a whole bunch. <laughs> Do you kind of forget that that guy has narcolepsy throughout the movie? I think he does too. <laughs> and the screenwriters apparently did as well. Because they, they remember it at the very beginning. Just the, to let you know. This is precisely the very first sequence where he's treated as kind of a serious character. And then they remember towards the end that he has narcolepsy and let him fall asleep once. Or it's convenient. Yeah. yeah. If you are not aware, Roxanne is about as a man who falls in love with a prostitute, just like. <laughs> and their play. There were like four cuts just then. I feel like this would make a really good music video. This whole movie would make a good music video. <laughs> We're talking about when Kevin plays it in the office too. I like that episode. It's a good one. Pizza, pizza, go and tell me, me so hungry, me so hungry. <laughs> Did you guys not like this scene? I was not a fan. <laughs> I mean, as the scene goes on, it gets a lot better, but it's kind of, it's really slow, it's a really slow scene starting out. Yeah, the choreography and everything was, I I, I thought it was excellent, but I don't know. Star Wars something, I think. He was <laughs> I don't know what could have improved Star Wars, but I don't know if singing was the I mean, missing there's key. not many ways you could make it worse. <laughs> Why not just throw more music in there? Give Obi-Wan a ballad. Do you think Nicole Kidman was a good singer? 
Sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not too automatically to actors that I would as- associate with musicals. Yeah. Ewan McGregor especially because you kind of I kind of think he's an underrated performer because like when you think back on all the different movies that he's been in, it's kind of a wide array. Yeah. Um, which you know. At, <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's laughing because he knows that <laughs> both of us know only for, only for Star Wars. Uh, he's in a, a drug movie. He's in Trainspotting. He's in Big Fish. He's in Phantom Mentors. He's in Angels and Demons, which is an equally insane movie. I have not That's what it. I was laughing at, though. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of any other ones. Um, I can only think of that drug movie. I would be, I would think it, if, if, like, I really hate the idea of any more Star Wars prequels because I did not like Rogue One at all. Really, well, there's some merit to it, but the more I watch it, the more I dislike it. Uh, there are interesting yeah. scenes and ideas in Rogue One, yeah. but that's it's just Star Wars like jerking off the whole time. Um, but to me, uh, but I would if they did if they got like a cool director behind like Obi Wan on Tatooine. I feel like that could be a cool character study. Um, like to a if anything, I'm just tired of all the Star Wars movies being the same fucking shit. Like all the imagery, I would like them either to like. Do, do a Knights western on Tatooine. Yeah, or Knights of the Old Republic, or like shit we haven't seen before. Please. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think the uh, movies they're doing right now is just Disney's way of saying we can't remake the prequels. Because obviously they're not going to make like Logan with Obi-Wan on Tatooine, even though that would But be I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because with Ewan McGregor. Because if any, like out of the prequels stuff, like Boyston said before, Ewan McGregor was one of the inspired things about it because he is. Uh, great choice for I think he's one. great. Um, he's he's just giving, he's, he's okay with the stuff that he is given. <laughs> he's he's yeah he with the stuff he is given he is good. Uh, he's not given much to work with. I think he was good at this. Yeah, I think True. there could have been some things added. To this, yeah. Like what? Oh, this is acting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like better lines. And we're stuff. gonna we're gonna send him a letter to retroactively <laughs> go back and do a director's cut of. Uh, no, uncut, uncultured swine's cut of uh, uh, Moulin Rouge. Uh, Less whooshes. <laughs> more no, more whooshes. More whooshes. <laughs> That's all in Also, we have had... less whooshes. <laughs> we haven't had any reason to talk about everything. it. But the moon is like alive and sings in this? I think it's the Duke. Was no. it in his face? It has, uh, Wait, uh, wasn't moon... that during the fairy scene? Or am I, thinking I thought it was the Argentinian who was up there. <laughs> it did have a mustache. It did have a mustache. <laughs> But it was definitely singing throughout loved, the movie. I thought you loved talking moon. It was I, I like that. It was, it was I funny. It was, it was one funny. of the better things in the movie. I noticed it during one scene, but it was it was in there more. Yeah, it happened two or three times, I think. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch that. I, I noticed it once, and I was just like, "Oh, that's." You didn't catch it when they sang "Little Boy Blue" and "The Man in the Moon." I don't. No. <laughs> I'm going to say, the necklace that Nicole Kidman has given in this is the most expensive piece of jewelry ever specifically made for a film. Too much effort! They they used real diamonds. 1,308 diamonds. Oh! Worth an estimated $1 million. (laughs) I wonder if that's still true, because that might be old, but that's a lot of money. A million dollars. For That's a piece stupid. of jewelry. That's so stupid. It was in like three scenes. Uh, the Duke gave it to her. <laughs> I think it was during the scene, right? Because yeah. uh, this is where he tries to get all grabby, grabby. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. she sees Christian and then... looking up at her, at them. Yeah. And she's like, I can't do it. And for some reason, her friend was there. Her uh, uh, sexy friend. Her sexy friend. <laughs> he had a name that made me 
Yeah, it was a funny name. I don't remember what it was, but... Um, but yeah, he saves her from getting raped. Yeah. By the Duke. Where it's like another thing of, I get, you're going for a Bollywood, anything goes, like, throw everything at it. But you're like making this character that was sort of just a light comedic buffoon earlier into a rapist now. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally that doesn't really work for me. The, the Duke is like a silly villain when you first... Yeah. He talks him. like this. Now he's evil. He also had his own song at one point called My, My Way by Frank Sinatra. Not called My Way. It's My, My Way. He sang the Frank Sinatra song. And that is why... This bothered the fuck out of me. I'm glad I looked this up. He's screaming my way at the ah. end of the movie. <laughs> For some reason, they makes a little bit in, more sense, even though they didn't film that scene. <laughs> I would have liked that to be the movie. That's that's like a mistake. My, my way. I, I hope he would sing that entirely. <laughs> my way. I took the blues. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, they were also, when they were singing, this is one of the last facts, they were going to do Smells Like Teen Spirit, which they, uh, he was, Marilyn Manson was hired to sing it, yes. but Courtney yeah. Love yeah. was feuding with him at the time, Whoa. and she said, nope. <laughs> so they had to, uh, they had to, six days before the movie came out, they had to just get a random band to <laughs> do the cover, because Courtney Love pulled um, her, her performer approval clause for it. Well. I mean, I guess it worked. It, it, I would have probably... It would have made no difference to me if it was Marilyn Manson. It's just really, like... It would have been weird? <laughs> I mean, then again, this movie's weird. It really general, seems so like money like... was no object in the making of this movie, so... Um... Yeah, how, what was the budget on this? Surprisingly, only $52 million. Okay. What did it make? $179. You, then, if the budget was $52 million, A million of that is the necklace. Yeah. <laughs> you have to think, like... A percentage of that budget. Maybe it's super cheap to film in Australia because that's where they were. Maybe because this movie still... seems like a lot more expensive than that. <laughs> uh, so... If you went by inflation, that would probably be like a. I, I... God. All right. A million dollars out of a fifty-two million dollar yep. budget went to this necklace. Oh, the guy that her friend who saved her is called a chocolate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he is a black man. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's appropriate. There are no really other black characters in this, so by naming him Les Chocolat is a little kind of an odd choice. I felt like you figured out that was his name in this scene too, which was a really weird timing. Like I, at least you didn't go Les Chocolat. It's <laughs> a funny name though. Um. So, uh, I lost my spot. She, uh, Christian's like, let's get the fuck out of Dodge at yeah. this point, even though like we've spent so much money. Like, on the, <laughs> this giant play. The Duke says he's going to have Christian killed <laughs> if Satine does not go with him. So mm-hmm. Zidler is like, Satine, can't kill this fuck. Or <laughs> <laughs> she performs another song. Also, you have a consumption. Because, yeah. Also, <laughs> let me tell you in song. <laughs> You're going to die one day, probably soon. Real soon. The end of this movie. Uh, so Zidler says, uh, doesn't she, he, said, he says the line that was in like all the trailers of you must hurt him. Yeah. You must hurt him to save him. She, she, he was like, you're an actress. Go do it. You can do it. <laughs> Come on. You're a slut. Go do it. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Get down Essentially, here. she has to pretend to break his heart. Well, she doesn't tell him that she's pretending, but yeah. to, to like save his life. Um, and it's she like says Spider-Man 3. She's, loved, she's going to stay with the Duke, and I love you. I just like I'll that. I just everything. like that wider wee-wee in my vajee He gave me everything I wanted. Yeah. Everything. All my dreams. All my dreams. So that's why I'm picking him, not you. 
Because he is money. I picked the Maharaja. He tries the Ranger hot dogs. Like they won't let him in. The, the modern day. Also, during the final act, John Leguizamo plays the magic sitar, and it's a really stupid costume. No, I love that costume. I liked it. That was one of the few things I said in that movie. That was a good costume. <laughs> I loved it. I want it. Give, yep. them, give them the $10,000. <laughs> we didn't... This is America's funniest own videos, Homer. <laughs> we didn't talk about this either. Like, um, he His whole character, the entire play, is a magical talking sitar that can only tell the truth. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> you know, some of his dialogue is based on actual letters written by Toulouse-Lautrec. By an actual sitar? No. <laughs> you or a centaur. Loser Trek had like one of the most depressing lives I've ever, and out of like all these, uh, uh, he was the Parisian... happiest of them all. He always told the truth, too. Yeah. <laughs> Magic and, uh, they did not cast a Frenchman. Um, it was Jean Leguizamo, Johnny Lex, as I lovingly call him. Do you mean the best? <laughs> no, I mean Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> I will accept nothing less than calling him the best. <laughs> No, it's him and uh, Joey Legs. <laughs> Sorry, not Joey. Tim and Bob Hoskins. No, it's uh, Joey. Oh, God, Joey I... Pants? Yeah, Joey Pantoliano. <laughs> Joey Pants and Johnny Legs. <laughs> they could do a movie together. <laughs> that should be the credits on the book. Pants and Legs. Unfortunately, that's too late because that movie would have had to, for that to actually get made, that would probably have to have come out in like the early 90s. Well, we can make it now. Um, yeah, the 90s are making a comeback. Probably work for scale. Um, <laughs> so at the night of the show, Christian sneaks in, and he just, he wants to pay Satine for her love. Yeah. Just like the, he has to know. He sidesteps the bad guy. Make your season. money, whore. Yeah. Um, make your money, whore. He's really causing the scene and being a real real big jerk because he's a moron and can't figure out what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the while, while she's like, her, she's just. She looks like she's dying at this point. Uh, yeah. Um, she's miserable. She had coughs then, at the very beginning of the play. Yeah. <laughs> and then almost passes out. Yeah. And, and then, was like, um, they're like arguing, and then like the thing that they're standing behind, the like, curtain goes up, and they're arguing, and the crowd's really confused. Cause yeah. Oh, and the guy has the gun on them. As there is the, the guy who was playing the sitar player, the narcoleptic Argentinian, has passed out. As we have mentioned, yeah. for <laughs> dramatic convenience. Because that's the only other time. Don't other they say whenever they introduce him, Zidler has to throw in a line of like, "Oh, like you this, changed yeah. your face." <laughs> he did a good job of like, "Ah, you're not fooling me. <laughs> you just shaved your beard. <laughs> I have cut on." Zidler's really great at. Uh, on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, then Christian says, you're a whore, basically, and walks off stage. This is probably my favorite scene of the and, movie. And uh, Toulouse cries out, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love <laughs> and be loved in return. Except for it was longer. That was pretty spot on. Here's our, um, so uh, that spurns the team to sing her heart song. And we're going to listen to a little bit of it now. But before that, um, I want to say that Come What May was, I think, one of the only original songs, in, completely original songs in the movie. But it was originally intended for Romeo plus Juliet. So therefore, they could not submit it for best original song during the Oscars. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, boo. <laughs> Fuckity who. Um, it, it won too anyway. So let's, well, this was your favorite scene right here. <laughs> when Nicole sings, Kidman sing your heart out. Yeah. Both literally and figuratively. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's just play it in and we'll, you know. We'll <laughs>
Oh, I get it now. <laughs> I'm a moron. <laughs> get what? He didn't understand that she was just playing, or that she was lying. So that he didn't get shot? Yeah. You didn't really understand that? He oh, didn't. he didn't. Oh. That gun is going all over the place, by the way. <laughs> what? Yeah, that part is pretty good, where the gun is just kind of bouncing around the place. <laughs> so we're trying to guys, guys get ahead of ourselves, guys. Listen to this. Sorry, I just... <laughs> oh, he stole it. Wait, is he in the play? Or... It's like 3D. <laughs> oh, he's in the play. When were they going to sing this? Shut, shut your, your stupid mouth. You shut your fucking whore mouth. It's Obi-Wan. Swoosh. Not like this. in the middle of the play. And okay, so and then all hell breaks loose. I'm going to play a little bit of what the like final because it's also it's back to like that scene is all I agree with that but I don't know if you were actually talking for series about that scene. Oh, no, I was going to say it could have been my favorite scene. Oh, I I did like how they finally slowed things down with that little bit. I, mean, I there's felt some like slower the... Sorry. scenes or in the movie but I like how that one I like it when they take chances to breathe <laughs> I felt like the whole movie was going to be like that yeah. that's what I was expecting going but in but no we're going back into this mode we're going to get the actual play come on that gun pyro <laughs> explosions the Argentinian shows back up again even though I don't see what he's out there kicking the gun around He's like, I like this. <laughs> I'll be so confused with his audience member right now. Wait, is he, that's the original one. <laughs> and now the conductor's up on the stage. That was where we got the really good shot of the sitar costume. <laughs> He's dancing around in it. <laughs> the goon is dancing with the dancers now. That part was kind of funny. He gets a tambourine a little bit. He's kind of walking through the van. Doing his best to pretend like he belongs. Fuck, <laughs> oh, shoot, get it. Get the gun, you idiot. <laughs> Duke's mad. He's leaving. And then 
Did you like this cartoony little bit with the gun? <laughs> yeah. That happens where it flies out. Yeah. That's really what we were talking about a minute ago. Stupid looking visual. <laughs> like the gun it hits keeps the flying around everywhere. <laughs> it hits no, the Eiffel Tower. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah, when it did yeah, that. Yeah, He's screaming my way because he had a song that they didn't film, but get that line in. All right, Kick here goes the gun. Ziggler just punched him in the face. Out the window. Hit, <laughs> hit the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They did like another shot of that earlier where he first sings your song and like all the lights in Paris like light up. Yeah. Which I was. <laughs> he woke everybody up by singing really late at night. I can't shut up! I really liked uh, that gun going everywhere and for some reason not being fired by the end of the movie. Yes. It did get fired. He shot it up in the air. Well, it hit him yeah. in the head when the goon got hit in the head. Someone should have been shot. <laughs> so we have our happy ending. Or do we? No, no. she's dead. <laughs> no, she doesn't immediately die. She starts going... <laughs> Coughing up a furball? Yeah, they, but not before they <laughs> affirm their love. Yeah. And she says, write our story. Stage. So then we cut to a to year later. Where love the forever. Rouge, the Moulin Rouge is closed down and Christian writes his tale. And he says, a love that will live forever. And then Nature Boy... In, and then the curtains close, and then we go into the the Rouge. What did we like? I had some good jokes. A little bit. It didn't fit the tone most of the time. It, mm. didn't, it was insane. Yeah, yeah, it didn't belong. Definitely but I think I liked it because it wasn't what I was expecting it to be. Like I was expecting it to be like a slow love story, and instead it just. Didn't let me forget that it's insane <laughs> throughout its runtime, uh, and it kept my attention. I mean, really, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. To me, and I've had arguments with people, mainly women who love this movie. Um, of uh, I view this movie as a so bad it's good kind of <laughs> film. Like this could probably yeah. easily fit in something that we watch on Sunday. Uh, to the like maybe showgirls to a degree this movie's a little bit more respectable <laughs> actually not a little bit it's a way more respectable than that movie yes <laughs> there's not a line that says it's not gonna be weird it's gonna be weird having people not come on you or uh pool sex on the chest yeah or uh period blood on your hands because it's good it's a good movie and you should see it I forgot that you're your favorite line oh everybody got AIDS and shit yep <laughs> that and this. uh i think it's a pretty it's a fun movie it, that, that's kind of i all... understand the merit behind it i get why this i feel this way about the same way about this that i do most of boz Lerman's movies like romeo plus juliet um great gatsby specifically yeah <laughs> i don't think he was the right fit but uh he definitely made a movie i remember <laughs> that's what he's good at is making like memorable enjoyable films i, I guess uh nothing nothing of very substance amb- very ambitious um which is commendable in my book um I know you guys, I know Ken hasn't seen The Gate Down, but I enjoyed that. It's kind of the same as this, um, where he examines the origins of hip-hop in New York City. Um, it doesn't assault you as much. <laughs> it doesn't, but it does at times. <laughs> that pilot, I was like, how much fucking... This guy, he just... he did, He's like, I want this song, this song, this song, this song, this song, this song. Every movie, except Australia, oddly enough. I guess because it's... That's the one he was like, I don't need any pop songs for this one. Even though, like, that didn't stop him at any point beforehand with any other period movie that he did. Yeah. Uh, but it's a big, messy movie musical. Um, and uh, you 
shouldn't feel bad for liking it if you like it. <laughs> so these guys hated it. Like you, I, hate, I, like you hated I, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fair. That's, I mean, <laughs> and it's for the people like it. Like you said that you're not a fan of musicals. No. So I mean, like, <laughs> I, I am a fan of musicals, and I can tell you, like, I enjoyed this Send movie. Your wife it's likes, not great. Said your wife likes this movie a lot. Uh, yeah. So I, I have a question. Yes. So you like it? You've seen it now once. Yeah, once. Would you would you actually like sit down and watch it again, or would it be something kind of like you just like you're doing laundry and you put on in the background? A long time from now, uh, I can see myself sitting down and rewatching this. What about some of the behind the scenes stuff? Uh, I do want to because I I have like a it's like a two disc edition that I found oddly enough at like a Dollar General um, for like three bucks and I was like ah whatever. so I, I can see myself rewatching this and definitely watching the behind the scenes stuff because I feel like that's a more interesting uh, story there because there it seems insane but uh, I I it, it's kind of uh, I feel like a lot of musicals are this way for me at least where I enjoy it it's not something that I can rewatch a lot uh-huh. um, just, just because whoa that's a lot um, you don't have like a new thing where every Tuesday you, you sit down for your <laughs> sit down Rouge. And rewatching no, that's not gonna that's not gonna happen anytime soon but uh, yeah I enjoyed it. it it's just it's I think on a 1 to 10 scale I'd probably get like a 7 7.5 which is like good but not great some of this will stick with me just because because <laughs> it's a lot, but um, yeah, I'd probably give it around a five or a six, um, which is a recommend, but like it's not great. <laughs> it, it might not be for everybody. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, do you, do you two want to do your little ratings thing before we get into the real so, gist of why we're here? So on go. Three, two, one, go. Two. Wow, three is a hate for you. Yeah, I want to have, I want to have a lower bar. So, so when you get to something you truly despise, the David Lynch movies. so so like, oh a, my god, so like a one is something that I will like fight someone if I have to like they try and make me watch it again. Yeah. Two is like, I absolutely hated, hated, hated this movie. Wait till you get I to Inland this Empire. One. You're gonna create a new square. We're not watching, it. <laughs> watching a good David Lynch. Oh good. Okay, never mind. <laughs> So yeah. three is just like your softest blow of hatred. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's a four then? Um, Double I didn't have a good time. <laughs> Did I give anything a four yet? Uh uh-uh. uh no. So this out of all of them that we've watched, even though this is the first one, this is your least favorite. Hands down. Yeah. But like I said, I don't like musicals, so it, yeah, that's, it's that's fair. Started off not well. Yeah. I don't know if I, how I feel about jukebox musicals. Um, where they just take famous songs. Yeah, we're trying to think of another good example. Across uh, the Universe is one. Oh yeah, that. Um, but that's all the Beatles. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that, I, I guess more like over a theme. What's so. that animated movie? Sing with the animals. Oh god, I did not see it, but it looked annoying. And, uh, <laughs> I, I already don't like Illumination animation anyway, but that one seemed like the laziest. Like, no original. I bet there's like one or two because you have to have like your best original song nom of like thing. Yeah. Was if uh, you're a musical of any sort, you're trying to get that Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was a uh, burlesque 
Shootbox music. Uh, I didn't watch it. I know it's thinking. I know those two aren't gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Might as well be. You guys know what a jukebox musical means, right? You put the quarter in the box. They <laughs> just sing around it like Elvis. It's where they basically just take like songs happy days, that are happy already days. famous, oh, and then yeah. they just put them in there. Yeah. A lot of them, apparently. As opposed to doing a, like original music, <laughs> right? Yeah. So overall. Uh, Boydson was probably the one who liked this one the most. <laughs> Fair yeah, I enjoyed it. I bought it partly out of I was like, does this movie? Have, I remember watching this a lot on HBO because <laughs> they showed it a shit ton. Uh huh. Um, and uh, yeah, it's about what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sad that I bought it. I think I bought like five dollars, which is it's a fair price, <laughs> and I got some enter- I got plenty of entertainment out of it. But speaking of entertainment, we got to talk about the real meat of this movie, the thing that. Is oh. its cultural legacy. Real fast, though, I do want to say, uh, I think the only reason I didn't give it a two was because of the jokes. Like I said, they had some pretty okay jokes. Like I, I laughed a couple. What of was times. your favorite joke? Probably the. <laughs> on the <laughs> during, the, during the spectacular, spectacular pitch. Uh, was it there or was it when he was hiding behind the Duke and like? <laughs> well, he was doing it like spectacular, spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> the words of <above> a <laughs> Um But as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. Yep. We have to talk. You, you guys remember? Uh, probably not, because you were. Uh, the, the, this the radio scene of two thousand one. Let's take let's take a step back. The summer of two thousand one. The gorillas, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. That's not this song, though. <laughs> this is arguably the greatest contribution to Western civilization that um, anything has ever contributed. Um, it is the collaboration between, or among, I should say, as an English major, uh, Christina Aguilera, Lil' Kim, Maya, and Pink. Um, Don't forget about Missy Mistamina Elliot. She's, she's more of the ringmaster. She's not credited in the the YouTube video that I'm about to play, um, but she definitely introduces it. So Don't you're care. You're, in there. you're fair to point out her contribution. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna close out to um, we'll, we'll let's start and then we'll do our regular banter before we close out the uncultured swines. But before we do that, um, Boydson, how did you feel for your first? Getting your pear- cherry pop to the uh, podcasting world. Yes. <laughs> I don't like the way you phrase that. But I enjoyed the title. You should have worn clothes to the recording then. <laughs> I'm sorry that this is the way I am comfortable. <laughs> well, I guess you do you. Um, Ken is a minor, so you are probably going to go to jail. Hi. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is Lady Marmalade. I don't know if you guys remember this song at all. You know what's weird is that mm. this is the thing that people remember most, but... It's literally in the movie for like ten seconds. Yeah, and they always keep they seem to keep starting it over and over again during that one sequence. Yeah. <laughs> so that you never get to actually hear the song. So let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mulan Road. I God, this song was playing so much during the summer. Oh god. But do you remember the song at all? I'd be impressed if you didn't. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Truly, this the assembling of gods right here. <laughs> this is like the Avengers back in 2001. Forget the Dream Team. Forget the Cuban Missile Crisis where we had all these great people. Uh, forget the signing of the goddamn Declaration of Independence. Lady Marmalade. <laughs> so is uh, Missy Elliott 
George Washington in this scenario? I don't know. That's not, I, it's probably like, that could be a whole thesis paper. <laughs> I wish I had written that thesis paper. <laughs> <laughs> the Founding Fathers as Lady Marmalade assembled. Uh, Patrick, do you not remember this song? Not yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I do, but I don't know. All these seem like renowned divas of the time. Was Maya known as a diva? I don't know. I remember watching Pink's Behind the Music and hearing Christina Aguilera was really difficult. <laughs> I feel like they could have had Britney Spears in here, yeah. but there was probably something between her and Christina Aguilera. I wouldn't be surprised. This, what if this, I know it didn't, but like this was nominated for Best Original Song. <laughs> well, it's no worse than it's getting hard out here for a pimp. Was that nominated? For that one. <laughs> oh my god. Who thinks Mafia won an Oscar before Martin Scorsese did? <laughs> I don't know how to feel about life anymore. Comes little Kim, who I feel like is definitely the Patrick of the group. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> Kim's probably Maya. So that leaves you and me and Pinker, Christina. Okay, I get pink, you're Christina. She looks, looks like a poodle in the music video. Okay, then I'm Christina Aguilera. It doesn't really matter. They're kind of interchangeable. <laughs> I like pink more. Okay, then you get your pink. It doesn't matter. Ken's Maya. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, what's our next movie? Oh, our next movie is going to be another story of love. Whoa. Seems. I don't think they say love nearly as many times, though. <laughs> I'll just have this we'll just keep talking until the song's over um, so uh, yeah thanks for being a guest Tyler uh, thanks uh, I'll <laughs> are we in trouble for using the whole point? song yeah if we let you what are we in trouble for using the whole song are we I don't know well we're not getting paid for this that's There's true no ads <laughs> I think it's once you get ads is when you start worrying about shit like that because um, I've heard podcasts where they use songs like constantly yeah um but if it gets removed, whatever. It's Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Sorry. It's the Moulin Rouge! God, that's it. This one has spiked so much. You were so much louder than all of us. I am so sorry. I apologize to anyone who listens Gitchy, to this. Gitchy, gitchy, yeah, yeah, ta-ta. I don't think they said ta-ta. I don't care. <laughs> I ain't trying to impress no one. It's a song about whores. <laughs> Did we ever like determine what it is that they're saying? Probably come sleep with me or something like that. It's, uh, voulez-vous coucher à ma foi? I don't think that's right. That's probably not right. Ken and I took French. Two, mm-hmm. two semesters worth of it. Ken, can you tell me what I went to I cannot. Oh, voulez-vous from I went to I France. I know what that means. I think it's a good pop song overall. Yeah. It's really catchy. And as I said, it is the greatest... It's the greatest thing Western civilization has produced. <laughs> I, I guess. Shot his head like he even knows. He can't Four even, Horsemen. He can't, he can't even spell like Western civilization. I can't, can't even spell Lady Marmalade. It's Marmalade. Jam. <laughs> jam and some gold. Can get some jam. Lady Jam. <laughs> you just got jammed. I jammed myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was uh, We were mostly not fans of it. Uh, we understand that. Luckily, like Boyson was here. Yeah, so <laughs> it wasn't just a complete circle fest of hate. I'm glad I got to add something. Yeah, so that way, if your wife listens to it, she won't be like, oh, you, you fucking hang out with a couple of assholes hating on the Moulin Rouge. The Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. <laughs> you do it now. 
You know, it looks like. Don't it's you for... say Medine. <laughs> I wanted to, though. I know you did. I saw you, like, thinking about it. Patrick. Medine. Medine. No, idiots. I want a taste of the glory. Medine. No, you say Medine. Kali. No. Right, Ken's being a purposeful idiot. You know? Nacho! Now, now Patrick's joining in. How's your freaking hour over there? Control. All right. So <laughs> that's been on Belgian Swines. We unpacked this pretentious piece of poop, art. Poop. Whatever. One man's poop is another man's art. Ain't that right, boys? Woo! Faces don't really translate well to a sound media. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, my name's Tyler. My name is Ken. Billy Marmalade. And I'm also and we're Tyler. Send, and we're sending this one out to sea. Get out of here. In a bottle. Bye, guys. He's a genie in a bottle. <laughs> you gotta rub him the right way. Because Christina Aguilera. Make him blow. Alright, we'll see you next week. Patrick, stop making noise. You fucking <laughs> clod. See ya.